Muggles with Attitude is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that armadillos are the only egg-laying reptile? They can also lactate, but it's considered very rude to mention it. (laughs) (laughs) For more armadillo-related facts and to unlock bonus content, please check us out at patreon.com slash armadillopodcastingclub. Hello there. You're listening to Muggles with Attitude. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Flake. And I'm Micah Spartman. Today we're going to be covering chapters 12 through 16 of the third book in J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter series, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Previously, Harry and his buddies continue to attend Hogwarts classes while Harry continues to scope out his prey. Harry loses his first ever Quidditch match and gets a fun new stalker tool. He uses his new toy to sneak out of the castle and expand his hunting grounds. While he's out on the prowl, he does some eavesdropping and decides to go medieval on a mad wizard. Oh yeah, and Harry smashes his very expensive room and gets an even more expensive room. Everything's coming up Harry. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Chapter 12, The Patronus. Yeah, so Harry is trying to learn how to create a Patronus of his own to help protect him against the Dementors. What would y'all's Patronus memory be? Oh, my happiest memory? Yeah. Oh, man, that's a tough one. Uh, about five minutes ago when I had a mouthful of chocolate. <laughs> it was great. It was yeah. such good strawberry chocolate. Man, Russell Stover should sponsor us. <laughs> we can do these podcasts and just talk about how good the chocolate is. Yeah, and the great thing about it is to- chocolate also a Dementor cure. So you eat chocolate before and after. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, my favorite memory is probably this one time when uh, where I worked, uh, all the other developers were playing this game to as like an analysis thing, and there was this driving level, and none of them could do it. And I was just walking by, and they had been trying this level for like 15 minutes, and then I picked up the controller, and I nailed it on the first try. And I said, I'm really good at video games, and I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Wow. And you never drive that level again because then... Because you might, I might screw it up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of your goodwill hunting moment. <laughs> <laughs> How do you like them apples? And they're like, what? <laughs> goodwill hunting? No? <laughs> Good Jeff hunting? What about you, Micah? He just said the, the chocolate. Oh, okay. Sorry. I wasn't <laughs> taking that seriously. <laughs> I assume that uh, all of my memories are false somehow, so I only trust things that happened in the last 15 minutes. Oh. <laughs> all your memories are real, except for the ones in the last 15 minutes. Uh, wait, why? I can't tell you because of the memory thing. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> nice. What about you, Alice? Well, I have serious ones now, you know, about like, well, okay. I was serious. You, you were serious? I treasure that memory. Okay. Um, I had two of them, so it's either the thing I, the one I would go with is, um, you guys were actually there for it at my dissertation defense when they had all finished talking and my advisor opened the door and said, congratulations, Dr. Sullivan. Yeah. That was a pretty good moment. Yeah. I'd go with that. And the other one would be the other day when my son kissed me for the first time and he got slobber all over my face, but it was really adorable. Oh, Yeah. So would your Patronus be a, a baby? I hope not. Babies are really bad fighters. It's true. Yeah, I know. How does it... I, I don't remember. Do we know how it determines what your Patronus is? 
Is it just like something... An online quiz. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Every wizard has to take an online quiz before they can cast it. So Harry's memories seem kind of lame, to be honest. We have to keep in mind that he's got a pretty shallow pool to draw from, right? Yeah. I mean, like the first 11 years of his life were nearly pure misery. Yeah, I, I just, I still think they're lame. They're like Quidditch related mostly. Come on. What else has he got going Jeff. for him? <laughs> What was your memory? <laughs> I mean, can you really be that snobby if his is related to his personal success? Uh, yeah, I guess that's in performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but do you, do you guys think that Lupin is being super sketchy though? He's yeah. I mean, he is. Well, he's serious black, right? He could be. I'm pretty sure it's either him or the cat. The serious black. Yeah, maybe both. I mean. Do you know that Lupin isn't the cat? Have you ever well, seen Cat been, and Lupin in the same place at the same time? Exactly. I've been thinking Lupin is a werewolf, but he could be a were-cat. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Uh, I mean... Is a werewolf a thing? I don't know. I haven't read the books before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, he, he, he's definitely got secrets, and you know, he's, he's got like an air of mystery around him. We know that he disappears sometimes uh, because he gets sick, and we don't know what makes him sick. And we know that he's taking these potions and... It seems rude to ask why he needs these potions. So something weird is going on. Yeah. Um, but I do really uh, like Lupin still. Like he's he's one of my favorite characters so far. I think uh, in the series, just he he's kind of like this interesting bridge between like this this kind of mischievous side and this this uh, you know, this teacher or whatever. You know, he, he's fun and he's kind of resourceful and clever. I like the idea of you know them needing to do this Dementor training and. He, he's like, well, I didn't want to bring a Dementor in here, so I found it. I went and found another bogger. You know, it's mm-hmm. like he knows that's like a good way to. He just like solves problems really quickly. And yeah, he, he's clever, I guess. He's definitely the best teacher at Hogwarts so far, except for perhaps Ms. Uh, Professor McGonagall. But it's just yeah. But he's just being very. He's very evasive when it comes to talking about uh, Harry's parents or Sirius Black. True, that's yeah. true. Um, but you know, it's a shame about what's going to happen to him at the end of the book. Yeah, I know that's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like reading a. Harry's a, like, you're my favorite teacher, but you still go in the grinder. <laughs> <laughs> the rules, the rules, you know. <laughs> Gotta kill one teacher a year. You're the defense against the dark arts one. <laughs> yeah. Also, am I the only person who thinks it's the most depressing thing in the world that the only voice Harry's ever heard of his parents is them dying? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh man, I sure want to do that again, even though it's draining, because you know I can hear my parents dying. It's. <laughs> It's kind of a weird, yeah, it's kind of a weird thing because you can see this, he's struggling partially because he has, like, I don't know, it's hard to just, it's hard to figure out the right way to say this. Like, it's almost like an addiction to the the experience because it is this, like, connection. In the same way that the Mirror of Eris said, was, said yeah. was this connection for him. Like, he doesn't have a connection to his parents and it's... His parents are important to him for reasons that Jeff can't understand. Yeah, I still don't buy it. It's okay. You know, that's <laughs> I've never fine. met these people. Um, but, but they're important to him, and this is one of the very few ways that he can connect with them. So yeah. you could see him having an unhealthy uh, connection to this Dementor experience, you know? Yeah. Um, Oliver Wood continues to be one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I like him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's crazy. I know. Well, he's just, he's very committed to winning the House Cup. He's very committed to Quidditch. And um, I love how he's talking. He he 
uh, Wood keeps going to Professor McGonagall to see if Harry's broom has been checked out and it's kosher and everything. And McGonagall starts getting really mad at him. Seemed to think I cared more about winning the cup than I do about you staying alive. Just because I told her I don't care if it threw you off as long as you caught the stitch first. <laughs> Honestly, the way she was yelling at me, you'd think I said something terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he's Look, fun. He's, 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 got a, he's very single-minded in his approach. He knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is his last year at school. And it's true. And Harry Potter knows the risks at this yep. point. And yeah. honestly, if he does get thrown off his broom, I mean, like, what? He did get thrown off his broom. Yeah, he's fine. You yeah. Know? He's fine. He just lost the arms, the bones in his arm. That was that one time. Was the, I was thinking of the other time when the Dementor showed up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah felt he like was 50 fine. Feet. It happens to him about one in three games. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. How many, how many games has he made it through where he didn't have some sort of, like, crazy... He either wins or gets dismembered. Yeah. That's, so, that's how Harry Potter rolls. So do they only play three games a year, then, against the other houses? That's a good no. question. No, it's got to be more than that because they play Slytherin twice, right? Do they? Yeah, oh. uh, they played Slytherin once and lost because of the Dementors, right? No, no, that was... Oh, wait, no, maybe I've got this wrong, because that was, was Hufflepuff, wasn't that, it? That was Hufflepuff. And then... Yeah, well, if they, well, if they, they just three games. if they just play Round Robin, then each team would play three games, but it would be, uh, what, a total of six games? Three times two times one, yeah, three six. Three plus two plus two one, right, yeah. Poor Hufflepuff. I know. Yeah. I think they're fine. <laughs> you know what? They got snacks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, did you did you almost think it was weird that the Boggart had the same effect as the Dementor? Yeah, the because like it does the it, same thing with where Harry's hearing his his mom or whatever, right? So yeah. it's not just it's not just the image of the thing; it's actually the thing. It takes on its qualities. It so seems when, to. when they were worried about. Harry Potter being afraid of Voldemort, that it could have actually been Voldemort that came out of there and started blasting people? Well, that would have been a problem, right? <laughs> Lupin did say it would be a problem if Harry Potter's guy turned into... Though that's, he didn't seem to stress that it would have been like Voldemort reappears from, <laughs> from the dead or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, don't... I mean, because that seems like you're really playing with fire, bringing this ball guard into a room full of kids. Because what if they're like me and they're afraid of nuclear bombs? Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's a good point. No more Hogwarts. Yeah. yeah the, the rules on Boggarts and probably a lot of magical things are, seem a little... Uh, Great. Yeah, well, fine. maybe this whole thing is just in Harry Potter's head. Oh, that's a good point. It's all a dream. Could be. Oh, I didn't. I just meant the the Boggart's effect on him, not the whole everything. Oh, okay. Oh, we thought you meant the whole series. It's the just whole... a dream of the poor. <laughs> yeah, he's actually dying, and these yeah. are the, the crazy visions that you see right before you die. That yeah. is like the Jacob's most... Ladder. It's the most depressing fan theory ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. But he gets his broom back, so that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, eventually, after they've checked it out thoroughly. Mm-hmm. But that's and good. I, I imagine checking it out thoroughly, like if they looked out the windows, they would have seen McGonagall like tearing around the castle. <laughs> <laughs> like, woohoo! I do think it's kind of funny that uh, at several points, Oliver Wood says, dude, just order a broom. You know, we're about to have this season or whatever. And I was like, no, I don't want to order one of the whatever thing. I want it. I want my crazy expensive Ferrari. No peasant brooms for Harry Potter. That's right. He's too good for a regular, thund- whatever the, what was it, the other one? Uh, Comet. Comet 1066. And Clean Sweet, yeah. Clean Sweet, whatever, yeah. The, whatever the fancy ones are. Well, I mean, it's like you're about to race the Indy 500 or whatever. And it's like, no, instead of my Lamborghini racing car or whatever, I have to drive like a... Honda Civic. <laughs> yeah, like, true. screw that. But. The Dementors 
final killing move is called the Dementor's Kiss. Mm-hmm. Dementor's just looking for love. Yeah, I know. It's really sad. But every time they finally manage to kiss somebody, they uh, delete their brains. <laughs> and their souls and leave them a husk of... It seems a little bit like what happened to Gilderoy Lockhart. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he's fine. Anyway, uh, but the this ends really sadly, though, with um, Scabbers is probably gone. Yeah. yeah, he gets eaten by Crookshanks. It looks like it. Yeah, this this actually made me a little sad because like the whole fight between Hermione and Ron that was kind of driving the group apart was getting annoying, I guess, a little bit. Because, I mean, Hermione's having a tough time. And let's be honest, the, they kind of need Hermione. Like, she's the only competent one of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, really, the only competent one of the three of them. How are they going to pass these tests without Hermione? That's what I'm saying, right? Because, like, if... Let's be honest. If Harry's cheating off Ron, he's not doing that much better, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, you know, just when it seems like they're gonna finally maybe mend that bridge, then the whole thing scavenge happens. It's like, uh, no, fuck. We're yeah. Done. And I'm actually on Ron's side on this one. Like, she—if you have a pet, you need to take care of your pet. Like, letting it roam around the castle and go all the way up into somebody else's bedroom, like, that is not acceptable. Well, what are you supposed to do with a cat in a situation like this, though? She doesn't have her own house. I don't know. I was they're, wondering they're about that. They're magic in some way, though, right? You're, you can talk to your familiars and they do things for you? No, not really. These I are mean, just regular animals. Harry talks to his owl. His owls owl. are the exception. Owls are, yeah, magic and, owls are special. And Scabbers seems to be uh, more useful than the average uh half-dead old rat. Really? Do is tell, he? Jeff. How is he? Well, he attacked Goyle that one time. That's the only time we've ever seen him do anything. Yeah, but I don't Which think was, it was like a command. It was more just like Goyle put his hand in the wrong place and the rat was like... Oh, I don't know. It felt like a very contextual decision to me by the rat. <laughs> All right. I mean, the, the Crookshanks does behave in ways that seem to indicate that it has more than an average yeah. cat intellect. It behaves like somebody that's been in Azkaban in prison <laughs> for 14 years. Well, here's the question, though. Where do they go to the bathroom? Like, are there litter boxes somewhere? Oh, that's a good question. Because, I mean, they have a shared bedroom. Does she put a litter box under her bed? That would be... Do, do they wizard it away? Right? That's oh, the thing. Just like they do with, you know... They're old poop. So, uh, another thing that, uh, they, that struck me as I was reading this particular chapter is that I'm not really keen on wizard justice, right? Like, we talked about their prison, but now we find out that they're... Their, their means of execution is the Dementor's Kiss, which mm-hmm. doesn't actually kill you. It's like a fate worse than death is the idea, right? So mm-hmm. this is pretty draconian. Like, this is the what wizards think of as justice? I don't know. It's, I'm, not, I'm not crazy about it. It seems like wizards get away with a lot of stuff in general. Oh, you mean like to end up in Azkaban, you have to do something pretty egregious? That's right. I think you have to like... You, you, the only people we know that went to Azkaban are people that killed other wizards, right? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I have read one for a while. Yeah, because, because they thought he was the controlling the secret of the Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, which, which had uh, wizard killing? Had it killed people? No, yeah, not this time around. But last last time, it did. It killed one person. But it was it like, feels like you go, you know, go mess with the Muggles, and you could do whatever you want. You know, you're it's green light. Even Sirius Black, they're like they're always like he killed a wizard and thirteen Muggles. Whatever. That's a good point. So, uh, yeah, I wonder I wonder what the penalties are that result in you going to Azkaban besides killing a wizard. And what are the penalties for lesser things? Yeah, we haven't... We don't hear much about that. I mean, like, we know that they, those penalties exist. Yeah. We just don't know what they are. 
Yeah, if you, like, you know, steal from someone, what happens to you? Yeah. Hopefully not Azkaban. <laughs> also, we do know that uh, what Sirius Black did did not result in the death penalty. He killed 13 muggles. Oh, that's true, it did. And uh, what two wizards, I think, said, or one wizard, oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. But he just got to set the prison. He, he didn't get Dementor kissed. So, death penalty must be very serious. Well, yeah. <laughs> serious? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sirius Black, yeah, yeah. Huh. Intentional. <laughs> You're so funny, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter 13, Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw. This firebolt, frankly, seems unfair. I know. I think I said this before, but the idea of a sport where expensive equipment is, is a primary decider, it kind of bugs me, right? Because especially for a position like the Seeker, where having a faster, better maneuvering broom is a is a clear advantage and that position seems to be the primary decider of victory in the game it's just like you should your your team would best spend their resources buying the seeker the best broom that's available right period that's that's the way you win the game mm-hmm. right or draft a rich kid to be your seeker who can uh, get given it to right yeah, uh, it's, which is it's, exactly what they did with Malfoy. Now that I think about that's it, exactly what they is. Cho Chang super rich? We don't know. She could be. Yeah, we don't know what she's flying either, do we? Oh, we know. We we do. I think they mentioned that she's flying a broom that's not as good as his. That's mm. why he wins. <laughs> Although uh, they do demonstrate that it's not that it's not the only deciding uh, factor because Cho is doing strategic moves that interfere with Harry's ability to succeed. I mean, she's just flat out cheating at times, isn't she? Is she? I mean, she's like blocking his way and... I don't think that's cheating. Oh. Not not my understanding. I don't know what the rules are. Yeah. And and that's a good way to attack somebody who's on a faster broom than you. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you disable them. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, she should be actually trying to like hurt him, right? Yeah. Take him out like Malfoy does. I mean... If you're a bad person, sure. Look, she's going to win Quidditch, man, you know? I think, what is she, Ravenclaw? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she wants to win by the rules, I'm sure. Is that how Ravenclaw does? Are they by the rules? I don't know, Jeff. You tell us you're the Ravenclaw, That's right? That's true, you are. I assume so. I assume what Ravenclaw would say is, if you're not winning by the rules, you're not winning, period. Mm. Uh, that's true. Yeah. So Alice has a Slytherin, what would you say? <laughs> say you win any way you can. But yeah, I mean, like... This this idea of like the superior equipment, the whole school acknowledges this, right? Like it's something everybody knows. When he shows up with this firebolt, like they there's like a hero worship reverence for this this broom, and it's a little funny, but but it's also demonstrates how how far above everything else this broom is, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to see it. Everyone everyone like escorts it around the school, which is a little <laughs> weird to me, but that's the thing. Yeah, it made me think of like an 80s movie where the the um, high school uh, football quarterback shows up with the sexy new car, you know? Yeah. He's got everybody falling over him. I guess it's the sort of the analog, right? These are, well, no, they're a little young to be driving, so it wouldn't be a car, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know what age wizards drive. That's true. Yeah. Uh, if this were an 80s movie, then what would probably happen is... He would lose the broom before the big game, and then he would race without the broom, and then he would win anyway because it was his own qualities all along. But we know that's not how that's not what's going to happen. He's going to crush everybody with his awesome broom. That's mm-hmm. right. But um, 
Yeah, that's great, though, because they, they have the match, and Harry does his Patronus thing, and it works out really well for him. Not the, so well for anybody else. But yeah, the Dementors appear to show up. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and Harry casts his Patronus, and it works. You know, better than it has previously, I guess, right? Yeah, we still don't see what his Patronus is, though, right? No, just a mm. big silvery shape. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, of course, the Dementors turn out to be Malfoy, Crap, and Goyle. So in a reasonable system, this would DQ them from the rest of the season, right? right? Interfering with a, a, another scheduled match. Yeah, yep. but Malfoy is really rich. That is true. He is his rich. His dad has a lot of influence, as we've seen repeatedly. And Hagrid yes. almost ripped his arm off that time. That's true. <laughs> almost. Not quite. I wish we got him. Yeah. I, I like the 10 galleon bet that Percy Weasley made with his girlfriend, mm-hmm. which he, he later allows that he didn't even have 10 galleons. Uh-huh. That's weird, right? <laughs> well, here's the question. Speaking How much of, is 10 galleons? Because that sounds like a lot of money. Sounds like a lot to me, yeah. And he goes and collects it from her. Does she have 10 galleons? I guess she must. Yeah. But he, he made a bet that he with his girlfriend that he wasn't sure he could pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like what? Who what, does that? That I mean, that could have gone really bad, right? <laughs> I'm sure he would have been like, well, I guess I could take it in something else. Yeah. I could, that, that, in exchange <laughs> for paying you my end of the bet, you can have sex with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other way around, if she couldn't pay. It's, oh, yes, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never attempted to settle up a bet with sex. <laughs> it seems like that wouldn't go super, super well. Yeah. I, I guess it's very situational. I, I think, I think the, the less that we should take away from this is that you shouldn't bet any appreciable amount of money with your significant other, especially yeah. if you don't have that money. Right. Uh... But... A Dementor costume is actually a pretty easy costume to do, right? I mean, it's just black, tatty fabric, right? Yeah, yeah. And you have to be really tall, apparently. Yeah. Or is it supposed to be that they were, like, floating, flying? Uh, I think they're both. I think Mm. they are very tall and they're flying. Yeah. Yeah. Seems easy enough. Yep. But anyway, that night, Sirius Black... And comes into their dorm somehow and nobody knows how? Yeah. It's... it. So... Is it that Ron wakes up... Yeah, because finds that he's yeah Sirius Black is over him with a knife. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, but then he just disappears and nobody thinks it's for real until they talk to uh, the fat lady, or no, Sir Cadogan. That's right, he's the he one. Let him in. Yeah, oh, he's God. like, yeah, I let him in. He yeah, had all the passwords. passwords. He had a whole long list of passwords. <laughs> one of them was right. Poor Neville. Yeah. Oh, Neville gets in trouble because he wrote the passwords down. I know he beans it again. I know. Mm-hmm. Feel bad for him. I love that when all of this is going down, uh, Fred's first reaction is, "Hey, are we getting are we getting rowdy?" Like everyone's yeah. coming out, and he's like, "Yeah, are we get are we, are we having, having another what? party?" Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they were partying themselves to sleep. Yeah, right. it's lighted up again. Yeah, <laughs> chapter fourteen, Snape's grudge. Hogwarts the police state. Yeah, so I, sad. I beef that security. Wait, and they have security trolls. Never we was it the troll the thing that we saw in the first book that was like. Dumb and nearly kills some Hermione. I guess you can like train them. I guess so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or enchant them. I don't know. Yeah, control their minds somehow. Yeah, I mean they're not particularly smart. So, but they mentioned that it's that they're they're wondering why Sirius ran away when Ron yelled. That is kind of an interesting question. Like he's he's there to presumably not murder Ron. Presumably do something. Maybe he's trying to kill, kill Harry. We don't know, mm-hmm. right? But uh, why stop when Ron wakes up and screams? Yeah, that is a really good question because all it is is there's 
four or five boys in there. Yeah. He could have easily murdered them. That would have not been yeah, a right. problem at all. He wouldn't have even he's, needed to use a knife to do it, right? He's established as a kill-crazy murderer. Yeah. Yeah. But no, he just runs off very, very weird. And disappears. Yeah. But everything's cool because they have a Hogsmeade trip coming up. That's true. Yeah. Uh, which Neville is not allowed to go on. And he gets a howler, right? Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, I was thinking about this. I'm sort of surprised Neville doesn't get howlers more often. Like, he should probably get in these pretty regularly, right? Just the way that Neville goes about his life. I mean, does his, gra- would his grandmother know what's going on? I, I mean, I assume that he gets reports back home periodically. Well, he's got to be like that at home, too. Yeah. So she's got to know. Yeah. And he's like kind of a walking disaster. I'm surprised he's not getting howlers every week. Aww. <laughs> and then Hagrid has a little intervention. Hagrid uh, invites them over for tea mm-hmm. and tries to talk them into like mending things with Hermione, which, again, I'm so ready for. <laughs> she's the only one that's useful. She needs to like you know be <laughs> yeah. back in this group. I don't know. I, I buy this dumb grudge they have because they're kids. Yeah. Kids no, I, I think you're right. I, it's, just, it's frustrating to read. Because I like them better as a trio, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, again, it's Hermione's clearly having a really tough time, and they're being kind of shitty friends. You know, I, I understand that they're they have reasons for being upset, but well, it's hard for her too. She doesn't have any other friends, and she it's doesn't true. have any female friends. And I think that would be especially rough when you were going through puberty. That is true. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, everybody else gets to go off to Hogsmeade except for Harry. He's being all lonely. Yeah, and and. <laughs> He's, I guess he's trying to do his little sneak out thing, and Neville keeps running into him, and Neville will not take a hint. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, I thought I was going to go to the library, and Neville's like, yeah, I'll go with you. Let's go to the library together. And he's like, oh, I was going to work on this paper. Yeah, I'm working on that paper too. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, actually, I think I'm going to go back to the common room. He's like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Neville. Neville, take a hint. Take a goddamn hint here. I, I mean, if I was a suspicious person, I would say that Neville realizes that Harry Potter is going to go get in trouble, and this is how Neville deals with the problem. He's done it before, right? He's done it before. Yeah. I'm going to go hang out with Harry Potter and make sure he doesn't get in any trouble. That's a good point. Hmm. Which, you know, he's right. Yeah. yeah. People take Neville for granted, myself included. But, you know, yeah, he's, he's, his heart's in the right place, and he does try and do the right thing. So, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I would believe that. I mean, there's two reasons to not ever have the password. One is, you're stupid. The other is, you don't give a shit. <laughs> He's like, look, I've got more important things to do than remember your stupid password. That's right. And you know what? Someone always lets me in. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That problem is solved. Yeah. That's a good point. Now, now i got to focus on making sure my housemate doesn't burn any teacher's faces off. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Again. Yeah. But Harry finally manages to shake Neville off and sneak into Hogsmeade. And they decide to have some fun with that. Yeah. They go visit the Shrieking Shack. Yeah, and Harry finally uses his invisible invisibility cloak for its true purpose. Fucking with peeps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they could, this seems like such a lame way to mess with Malfoy, though. Mm-hmm. Throw mud at him? Yeah, especially when you're like outside, already set the scene by being at the most haunted building in England or something. Yeah, right? It's true. Yeah. yeah. It could scare the shit out of him. Lacking creativity, I'd say. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Harry's never been known for being the most creative dude <laughs> with the not. most finesse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he throws mud, which, you know, I mean, like it works out all right until he gets seen. I would try to figure out a way to freak him out but then nobody else quite knows so he thinks maybe he's going crazy yeah, yeah. Like, you could use an invisibility cloak like this to gaslight somebody really easily yeah for sure 
just move his shit around, you know? He'd like, you know, if there's a chair and just like move it a few inches so when he tries to sit down, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, steal his stuff, hide it, you know, whatever. Or sneak up behind him and whisper something really horrifying in his ear. Yeah. Yeah. I would totally do something that nobody else could head Did you hear that? No, we didn't hear anything, man. <laughs> <laughs> but as a result of his fucking around with, with uh, Malfoy, he gets seen mm-hmm. and realizes that Malfoy, of course, is going to rat him out because that's, you know, Malfoy yeah. loves it, right? Yeah. Which Snape has just been waiting for. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he gets back and Snape is doing his job. I love yeah. how he says, like, your head isn't, was, isn't allowed to be in Hogsmeade. <laughs> <laughs> Nor is the rest of you. you know? Yeah. Like, yeah that's that pretty is pretty good. funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Snape is just, like, trying to keep them safe, right? Yeah. Like, he's yeah. not allowed to go into Hogsmeade. Yeah. I, it's, it's dangerous. It, it's interesting, because, like, I, I, Snape is kind of awful in a lot of different ways but in this moment I totally agree with Snape because he, he was sitting down and he's like look all these people are trying to protect you the ministry's trying to protect you there's a serial killer who's probably trying to kill you and we're all trying to keep you alive and you thought you'd just go sneak into the the wizard village full of murderers I don't know yeah yeah and throw <laughs> a bunch of mud on someone just for fun yeah but he wasn't really doing anything he was insulting you but he was insulting Ron yeah mm-hmm. but like, you assaulted him, you know? I, I'm on Snape's side here, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Harry Potter deserves detention or whatever. Wizard detention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going, the detention of Azkaban. Being sent into the <laughs> the Forbidden Forest and eaten by, a, I don't know. <laughs> by giant spiders. Giant spiders or something. Whatever detention happens to be. But yeah. Snape tells him a story about his dad. Yeah, that was he, interesting, wasn't he it? He said, your dad was a bully. Yeah. Your dad did save my life, but it's because your dad endangered me mm-hmm. in the first place. Which, do you, would you call that saving someone's life if you almost killed them and didn't decide not to kill them? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I'd say you're square. Yeah. Dumbledore calls it that, which is interesting to me. But, you know. But, but I, I guess we, don't, we still don't know the, the entirety of the events. Right. But. We don't. And this does sound like a something Draco Malfoy would do is he would com- completely change the details to make it make himself seem like the victim in any story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't really buy that Snape's like that, but... It's not entirely trustworthy either. True, yeah. So maybe we'll find out the these events sometime, but right now at this point we don't we don't know what happened. But certainly not a very nice picture of Harry's dad that we've we've seen painted. Yeah, for sure. And Harry kind of snaps on Snape. Snape Does he? Yeah, Snape's you know talking about him, and then Harry stands up and tells him to shut up. Yeah. Which is something that in uh, in England you don't do apparently to teachers. Yeah, I don't. But teachers, but also like. He's also the, like, Marge Dursley, Aunt Marge said terrible things about his dad, too. Like, don't you think there should be a hands-off, like, don't say cruel things about an orphan's dead parents kind of thing? Like, would that be just a basic thing? But he never met him. Oh, my God. (laughs) Still. Yeah, still. I just feel like if I knew a child who was an orphan, I wouldn't talk shit about his parents. So the aunt was clearly awful, but I think Snape's provoked here. Mm-hmm. Because he's trying to get through to Harry Potter, like you keep screwing up, mm-hmm. and then Harry's like, yeah, and he's like, he's an adult from the Peanuts cartoons. Yeah, but you got to remember though, it's a thirteen-year-old and it's an adult, and adults need to act like adults. Yeah, fair enough. Coming from that as a teacher, and then after his outburst. Uh, Harry's outburst, Snape tells him to empty his pockets and finds the map, which is uh, would have been, a, I guess, a big problem if Snape knew how to use it, but instead it just insults, insults him. him yeah. Which yeah. made me wonder. So, the 
insults are targeted, which means that the map is sentient? Could be. Or the people who made the map knew that Snape was a likely finder and added custom insults for Snape. Well, they wouldn't have known that he was a professor, right? Because this is an old map. Is it? Yeah. I think they, they say it's been in Filch's possession for a very long time. Oh. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. But it, so he calls. He calls. Maybe, well, it could just be like a Google search, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, wizard Google search, whatever that is. Right. <laughs> I was just wondering if that meant that there, the map was semi-sentient, and that made me think of what uh, Mr. Weasley is famous for having said: "Never trust anything that thinks if you can't see where it keeps its brain." Or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> but he calls he calls Lupin over to see it, and an odd closed expression appears on Lupin's face. Yeah. Yeah. Lupin knows what it is. Yeah, he must. And and Snape says something about how you don't you think that he got it directly from the map directly from the manufacturers. Mm-hmm. So Snape thinks that Lupin knows who made the map, right? I think that's implied. Yeah. Yeah. And and Lupin here is he's a cool dude, but he's not doing his job. How so? He's covering for one of the students who broke the rules. That's true. He does he does cover for Harry. Uh, and this is this is not even good for Harry because we we don't want Harry to go out and get killed by a serial killer. He does take the map away, though. Yeah. So at least there's that. Yeah, and, that's something. And he... I, I don't know. Like, I'm okay with it because he he totally does a guilt trip on him. Your parents gave their lives to keep you alive a poor way to repay them by gambling their sacrifice for, mm-hmm. you know, a trip to Hogsmeade. Which is more or less the same thing that Snape said. So, yeah. I think, yeah. I, again, I, I think they're actually kind of right. Harry is being pretty cavalier with his own safety. Oh, they're totally being right. And that's the, see, that's the really effective way to do it. Snape was antagonizing Harry. The way Lupin did it, the whole, like, they'd be so disappointed in you, like, that is an effective behavior management strategy. True. Yeah. And and Harry even says it was worse than any punishment Snape could have. Yeah. I mean, they say something like that. I'm so disappointed in you. Yeah. Tell it, Lupin. Yeah. So anyway, Harry feels really sad. He's been guilt-tripped. But then they, he goes back to the tower and finds out that Buckbeak is going to be executed. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty sad. Not but, Buckbeak. I mean, it's what we it's what we expected, though, right? Like everybody knew that was going to happen. Yeah, I guess there was some hope that they'd uh, that, that they'd be able to like convince because you know I mean Hermione put a lot of work into this this case. Yeah, and Harry Potter is not used to the rules applying to him. That's a good point. Yeah. He's, he's like, oh, wait, why are they executing the bird? I've done all kinds of terrible things. Nobody's yeah. trying to execute me. But I don't want them to do that. <laughs> <laughs> do they know that I don't want them to do that? <laughs> Did somebody tell them? I need to talk them? to the Minister of Magic. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't buy that they're, why they're so upset about this. Like, I get them being sad that Hagrid is sad because Hagrid's their friend. But why do they care about this thing? A buckbeak? I don't know. It's just Because uh, they've actually met it? <laughs> really, Jeff? That's the that's the criteria. I, I don't know. Yes. I, I I buy this. I I I'd feel pretty strongly about it. Like, I have an affinity for animals, and this is an interesting creature that that ha- that Harry had a little bit of a connection, like a minor connection to, mm. more than as Jeff would say, more than a, he had a connection with his parents. And and uh, yeah, if if I if I saw, thought somebody was wrongfully going to kill an animal that I you know happen to have a liking for, even if it wasn't my pet, I'd still be pretty upset about it, I think. I'd be a little sad, but I don't think I would be, like, 
crying like it was the end of the world. Well, and, and also Hag- Hagrid's a really close friend of theirs, and it means a lot to Hagrid. So sure. nothing else is that, right? Yeah, that's true. Chapter 15, the Quidditch final. I'm getting a little sick of Quidditch. Yeah. This book was like all about Quidditch so far. There was a lot of Quidditch in this book, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. But um, we do get something that I'll never get sick of, though, which is Hermione slapping the shit out of Malfoy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love this. It's, uh, you know, they they, they kind of finally make up as a result of this this kind of tragic thing with, with Buckbeak. And Hermione just comes back as a whole different Hermione. It makes me pretty happy. Yeah. She's just like, because you, you just don't want to fuck with Hermione, you know? Mm-mm. Like, she's... She's uh, the 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 smartest person there their year, yeah. And she's been studying all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. Like when she pulls out that wand, you know that means business, right? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Cause she like slaps slaps uh, Malfoy in the face, and then Crab and Goyle look at him, and she pulls out her wand. They're like, "Nah, we're good. We're just gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna go." <laughs> so that was very satisfying. It was very yeah. satisfying. Yeah, that was it was solid. Yeah, I like how when they get letters in this book. There's a different printing for the letter, you know? Mm-hmm. And the letter that Hagrid was crying on has these teardrops on it and stuff. Yeah. Yes. That's a really nice touch. Mm-hmm. It is nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, so so Harry and Ron are in, in charms class, right? Yeah. And they're learning uh, a cheering charm. Yeah. Which is basically like a perfect side effect free wizard antidepressant. Yes, that's what I was thinking. And I was just like, Okay, I guess we need to add that to the list of ways wizards could save muggle lives if they just fucking felt like it, right? Yeah. Like, how many people, how many lives could they save if they had this magical antidepressant that yeah. doesn't have any negative side effects? Are there, like, cheer houses in the wizard world where people are just sitting in there cheering each other all the time and I they never get a job? I don't know. I mean, it sounds like it just makes you feel good and happy all the time. So, right. yeah, right? Yeah. It's like a euphoria. So... It, I mean, what are the side effects? Are there any? Apparently not, right? Yeah. If, if you do it too well, then you just laugh a bunch, and you need about an hour to cool down. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's other things that you can take that make you laugh for about an hour. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, it seems like this is a whole other world of, like, wizard mind control. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. Especially useful in a place like England, where it's, like, dark and gray all the time, you know? Like, this could be a good... Even if it's not trading depression, it's good for, like, seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, I know. Yeah. This is a this is a pretty amazing charm that they just kind of have like a as a side note, you know. Yeah, and like this is only what they're learning in their third year. I know. Yeah, yeah. this is just something kids learn. It's like the Krebs cycle, you know. Right. Yeah, uh, but Hermione misses charms, yep. which is weird because she was right there with them when they walked into the room. Yeah, she disappears, and then they find her, I guess, asleep in the common room. Yeah, she's having a rough time. Yeah. In <laughs> to the point where she even calls Trelawney on her bullshit and storms out. I know. Hermione, just <laughs> flat out of fucks. Yeah, it's she great. really is. She's like, sorry, I got no fucks to give today. Yeah. <laughs> Both fingers up, she walks out of the... <laughs> I'll tell you what, you don't get enough sleep, that's going to mess with you. That's true. This hits way too close to home for me. Yeah. <laughs> just getting stressed out and dealing with a teacher that you can't deal with and like blowing up and like just sabotaging yourself. I've done that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, at least Hermione can drop the class, I guess. You, can, you don't always have yeah, that Yeah, that's option. weird. Like, there's no consequences. I guess it's just, like, an elective. And she's yeah. already taken a bunch of classes, so... In my experience, when you treat a teacher like this, they will hunt you down. They mm. will make sure they crush you in every way they possibly can, because it becomes an authority issue. If they care enough. Sometimes they don't. On the bright side, she does it to the 
professor that nobody seems to respect. So that's true. And to be fair, like looking back at this now, like the three of them were being dicks to her while she was trying to teach. They were, yes. yeah. Especially Ron and uh, and Harry. Yeah, who were like openly laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were saying rude things and they were laughing. And yeah, that's a good just point. Just making fun of the entire subject. As uh, you know, two of the two of us have have been teachers or, or instructors at various point, and that is really like confidence breaking for me. You know, if I'm if I'm teaching a class and there are people like, you know, disrupting or or something like that in, in a way that's that's mocking me. Yeah, like that 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 hurts my credibility in, in my opinion. You know, and not just mocking you, mocking your subject. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a good point. I didn't think of it that way, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, they're being huge dicks, even if she is not a good teacher at all. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, well, I, I agree they're being total dicks, but I wonder if this isn't a subject that can only be taught this way. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, uh, most of, this this may be why Hermione is bad at it, right? It's, there's some, like, you know, mindfulness has to be practiced in a certain way, and you can't study a whole bunch of mindfulness and and learn all the facts about mindfulness and then be mindful. Sure. So maybe definition, because it reminded me of mindfulness practice. We're talking about closing your eyes and opening your third eye and like uh, turning off your mind and getting rid of your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a practice. It's practice more than a thing that you learn. Uh-huh. And I think, of course, that's why Hermione can't do it so easily because she's a hard charger. and She's all about intellectualizing everything that she comes into encounter with. Mm-hmm. Well, just what I'm saying is I think maybe it's possible that Trelawney is actually doing a fine job teaching this. And this is just how it has to be taught. Because mm-hmm. it seems like Lavender Brown and Parvati, whatever her name is, Patel, Patel are are really into it. They're yeah. doing great in this class. Mm-hmm. And I, it, the book might be implying that they're shallow like Trelawney is, but I think also maybe they're just better at this subject. Yeah, that's a good point. It's I, working for them. I would not have considered it from that point, but I think you're right. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's hard to take Trelawney seriously, uh, but as we see a little bit later she does actually have some sort of ability you know yeah yeah so something occurred to me and this is like not particularly related to anything that's happening in the story it's it's coming back to the quidditch thing so uh harry joins the quidditch team and becomes a seeker right mm-hmm. who was the seeker before harry did he boot someone off the team because there's no alternates in Quidditch, right? That's true. They might have just not assigned one yet. It might have been somebody who graduated. Oh. Because remember, it happened like right at the beginning of the year. Okay. It, was, uh, it was very unusual for a first year to be Seeker, mm-hmm. they said. So maybe the other Seeker just moved out. Maybe that's what it was. I was just wondering if Harry like booted someone <laughs> off the team. and the, Like, sorry, man. Uh, <laughs> you gotta go. Maybe. <laughs> it is very weird that they don't have alternates. Yeah. I thought so, too. Yeah. Seems You're like either on the Quidditch team or you don't get to play Quidditch. Anyway, uh, one of the nights, Harry wakes up in the middle of the night and he sees Crookshanks and a black dog hanging out on the lawn. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, we assume is a Grim because, like, that seems to be the dog that's been hanging around with, hanging around Harry, right? This this uh, ominous dog. Yeah, but ominous black dog. It's hanging out with Crookshanks, which is strange. Yes. You mm-hmm. still you still think Crookshanks might be Sirius Black? That's what I'm leaning towards right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's the what's the dog? It's Sirius Black's dog. Oh, so he has a dog and he's a cat. Right. Yeah. I mean, just because you're a were cat doesn't mean you can't have a dog. No, no. I, I'm he's not, an animal lover. No, I'm not. I'm not knocking your theory. I mean, I think <laughs> that I think that you've 
got some things figured out. <laughs> but I don't want to spoil anything for you, Jeff. No, no. Uh, but it's kind of sad because like this, they're gearing up for this Quidditch match, and the entire school wants Slytherin to lose. Yeah. How does that make people feel? I wonder. You know, like if you're a Slytherin, what does that do to you? Like these are kids, right? Yeah. So like you're in this house and like. The entire school wants you to fail. Yeah, I know. That really bothers me a lot. Well, yeah. they, let's remember they've won seven years in a row or something, right? Sure. So, the, so of the course, everybody's against against them. Them. Everybody's against the winner. They're basically the no. Patriots? Yeah, they're like the, the Patriots. Yeah. Patriots has a ton of fans. In New England. And everywhere else, everybody hates them. So the Slytherins are basically the Patriots. So Malfoy is basically Tom Brady. Yeah, right? If the shoe fits. He's rich. Mm-hmm. Independently wealthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, good-looking, but kind of repulsive at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tom Brady, if you're listening to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> if you listen to the podcast, check out our Patreon. <laughs> is, is buddies with really evil people? But they're, I mean, nobody would care about the Patriots except they win so much, so everybody kind of is sick of them and hates them. Fair enough. And the Slytherins don't seem to go about making friends. Yeah, that's true. And also... I have this theory that the, the Hogwarts was designed to create evil wizards in addition to good wizards. Mm-hmm. For and the that's what, Yeah, for some kind of balance type thing. Or maybe they decided if we ever have to kill all the muggles, we'll need some evil wizards to do it. Yeah. Uh, so they, this, is, this is part of the system. It's designed like, to put all the sensitive kids that overreact to slights into Slytherin and they all become bad guys. Mm. Oh, the Slytherin the Red Aja. Mm, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, though. I still think it's bullshit. Yeah. I, I think it's very unfair of everybody who's not Slytherin to be just nasty about them and booing them and everything. Yeah, they just want Slytherin to lose. They don't care who wins, just not Slytherin. Yeah. But, yeah. More Wizard Murder Ball. I'll, I'll, buy, your, I'll buy your Patriots analogy, though. That's actually a pretty solid one. Yeah, and it's a good point that Slytherin has been winning repeatedly, so maybe people are tired of Slytherin winning all the time. Underdog! Right. Yeah. So, anyway, Gryffindor wins. Okay. Yeah, they win because Harry... It's faster than everybody else and catches the golden snitch. Yep, yeah. exactly. He's the, the kingmaker. And he makes the king. <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 16. Professor Trelawney's prediction. But yeah, things with Hermione continue to be weird because she has exams that are all scheduled at the same time. Speaking of exams, uh, this is like a super side note, but they mentioned at the beginning of the chapter uh, that even wizards are subject to the evils of standardized testing. I know. It's they have the OWLs and the NEWTs. I yeah. really like the names of those exams. Uh-huh. Ordinary wizarding levels and nasty... Nastily exhausting wizarding tests. That's right. <laughs> I like that. That's, That's pretty good. great. That's pretty great. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to have some form of, of assessment. That's true. Before they can graduate. Even Lupin's exams are awesome. I know. I just want to take this exam. I, I have, know. I have to say, they're complaining about their exams at the beginning of this chapter or throughout this chapter. And all I could think was, these exams are fucking awesome, right? Yeah. Like, if my exams were just like, let's go cast some spells, that'd be great. They're all practical and they're all involving, like, doing cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Turning a tortoise into a tea... Wait, no. A teapot into a, a tortoise. A teapot into a tortoise, casting this cheer charm. Like, it's all practical stuff. It's great. Yeah, it does sound pretty awesome. Yeah. Except care of magical creatures, they just have to keep the flobber worms alive. <laughs> know for flobberworms, the best thing you can do is to ignore them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Professor Lupin's exam was the best. It was, it was like an obstacle course where you have to do all the magic creatures he taught you about. Mm-hmm. That's, That's great. super cool. Yeah. Yeah, Lupin is, he's a natural. 
I don't know why he hasn't been a teacher before. He's great. Yeah. Because he's been in Azkaban. <laughs> <laughs> so who do you think is not serious Black? I am 95% sure that Harry Potter is not serious Black. <laughs> Oh man, Jeff, you're you, I can't wait for you to twist. finish this book. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, okay, hear me out. <laughs> First of all, we don't know what happened to Harry Potter before a couple of years ago, right? Right. Right. We don't know. We're, we, he's been MIA since last time Sirius Black was sighted. Oh, that's a good point. And Harry what, Potter <laughs> appears around the time the Sirius Black quote unquote goes to Astaban, right? Right. And Harry Potter was confined with the Dursleys. And he didn't have any positive experiences with the Dursleys ever. Uh-huh. As though there was something sucking out all the joy from his life. Oh, so Harry Potter might not even realize he's serious Black. Mm-hmm. Everyone who comes out of Azkaban comes out mad, right? Right. That's right. Oh. Crazy. Like they might have envisioned a whole other life to get out of Azkaban. Wow. And you know what? Well, the, the third thing and the, the clincher is serious Black knew the password. And Harry Potter knew the password. <laughs> <laughs> He could be. They assumed it was Neville's fault, but they didn't know that. And we know that, well, or is he being possessed? Because we know that that's a thing after mm-hmm. the Chamber of Secrets. Remember, Ginny was possessed by the oh, book. Oh, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. That's right. All right. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, Sirius Black was about to get Ron, but then Ron shouted and woke Harry up and Sirius Black disappeared. Oh, man. That's just what I'm just saying, right? <laughs> I'm just asking questions here. Harry Potter is serious black. You heard it first here. <laughs> so with this black dog he keeps seeing, what do you think that is? Is that him like is that like a red herring on his part or nobody's seen the black dog except for Harry. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. So the black dog is reality to Harry. Because Harry knows deep in his brain that what he's doing is not real. Mm-hmm. Right? That he's not really who he says he is. Uh-huh. And so every time he gets close to reality, something that he, he that he can't incorporate into his is uh, mania mm-hmm. appears. He sees it as a black dog, and of course, he sees it as this horribly threatening thing. But what it is, it's the symbol in his mind of of the the fact that he's covering something up from himself. You solved should, it. You should be a writer. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> so what if the Harry Potter books were even more depressing than they already are? Yeah. Um, so meanwhile, throughout all the exams. This thing with Buckbeak is ongoing, and they're having an appeal, and the appeal person rolls up with an executioner on yeah. his side. <laughs> it's like, that's a little, that's a little, uh, huh. Yeah, the yeah. wizarding criminal justice system continues to be horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, the, he's, and uh, apparently execution by axe is their, their means, which is pretty fucking barbaric. I mean, for a animal. Yeah, but like, they're wizards. They could, they could put it to sleep. Like there's a spell that they can make they that could thing do go a to cheerful sleep. charm on it. Yeah, that's right. They <laughs> could do anything but chop its fucking head off with an axe, right? They're like, eh. I axes mean, are fun. Wizards are kind of <laughs> evil in a way. Uh, I suppose so. Yeah, they live in their castles and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're old school in that way. I think. Yeah. The yeah. idea, of, just from their whole penal system that we've learned about, the idea of. Compassion towards the convicted is not something they care about at all. That's no, true. not in the slightest. In fact, when you think about it, though, that's actually compared to the alternative. Like when you send people to Azkaban, you're you're torturing them, right? Right. It's psychological torture. Yeah, it's in not this, prison; it's torture. Yeah. In this case, like just chopping his head off and getting it over with seems like the more humane thing to do. Actually, that's a good point. Of the three punishments that we've heard so far in this book. The Azkaban prison, the Dementor's kiss, 
and the beheading. The beheading is actually probably the most humane yeah. way to be. <laughs> and plus, I assume they're going to eat that hippogriff. Yeah. Right? I mean, so you want to, you want yeah. to take its head and butcher it right away? No, because a hippogriff, they're, they're meat eaters, right? So I don't think they would taste very good. Don't they have horse legs? Those... No, they're lions oh. with the head of an eagle. Those I have a horses. vague memory in the books they were described as having horse legs. Yeah, it's horse, horse legs horse and back eagle. legs. Oh. Eagle front legs. So it's half horse, half eagle. It's a hip... Wait. Okay. The hip- griffin is the one that's half horse. Hippogriff. Like hippo means horse, right? And the... No, it's a, pri- a medical privacy thing. It's hippo, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. Yeah. Wait, so hippogriff. So it could be part hippo. Oh, don't be so... Hippocritical. <laughs> no, uh, no, hippo, hippopotamus hippo. means water horse. Oh. Yeah, yeah hippo is, is Latin for horse. That's true. Oh. But griff, I don't know if that's Latin for anything. Griffin. Eagle, maybe. Wait, so is, is a hippogriff something invented by J.K. Rowling? No, it is a creature. Yeah, it's a classic mythology thing. Okay. So a hippo, hippogriff, which is not the same as a griffin. Right. Okay. That's confusing. But what's the difference? Griffins are lion eagle. So hippogriffs are horse, horse eagle. Horse eagle. Yeah. Are there a bunch of different like griff type things, like a toad griff? E- well, eagles know. love fucking, so that's yeah. why there's a whole bunch of different eagle something mixes. Yeah, if you if it's you well see known. an eagle, you know it's there to fuck, yeah. <laughs> and it'll respect you, right? If you say no, I mean it's not gonna. Yeah, no, eagles like, aren't fucked up. Like it's that. not like like an Olympus god or anything. Right? No, no, eagles but are cool. If you're a DTF, the eagle is also <laughs> DT, <Yeah>. DT griff. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they're like harpies. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Half eagle, half woman. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Have, they had sex with a woman. Yeah. So it came out half woman. Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought they were going to eat the thing. Yeah, I, I assume they would. And, you know, that's why you cut off their head like it's a chicken. Yeah. Mm. Well, you cut off the eagle part and then you can eat the horse because you can eat horse. Yeah. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. So really, you don't European. cut off the head, you just cut off the front half. Yeah. And you fry up the front as drumsticks. The chicken of magical world. Griffin wings right now. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. KFG. So hungry. KFG. Griffin. I like that. Oh. Anyway, uh, so returning to their exams their last exam is divination yeah yeah so harry goes and does the exam and trelawney falls asleep and says some crazy shit yeah this is this is what i mentioned before so trelawney does uh actually have some seer powers she just doesn't know it or or doesn't know when it's happening i suppose well the thing is he's not even sure though because this could be he's he's wondering to himself like is this just her idea of a really impressive like end to the exam that is a good point she is one known for theatrics the Dark Lord lies alone and friendless, abandoned by his followers. His servant has been chained these twelve years. Tonight, before midnight, the servant will break free and set out to rejoin his master. The Dark Lord will rise again with the servant's aid, greater and more terrible than ever before. Tonight, before midnight, the servant will set out to rejoin his master. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm and so we're assuming that the servant must be Sirius Black, right? Uh, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean that's the, the only one we know. Yeah. yeah, slash Harry Potter slash Lupin. Yeah, <laughs> slash Crookshanks. Slash... We haven't seen Sirius Black and Harry Potter in the same room at the same time. That's true. Haven't we though? Have we in the we? in the dorm room? Well, he wasn't in the same. But Ron didn't actually see them together, but 
I mean, yeah, he, he, he thought he believed that Harry Potter was in the room. Well, no, like, he was because Harry woke up because Ron was yelling, and Ron right. was like, "Hey, Sirius Black was just here." Right, but nobody saw Sirius Black. Like Ron didn't see Sirius Black disappear, and nobody saw Sirius Black after Harry woke up. Mm, that's it's, true. Yeah, How would Sirius he Black vanished, and and Harry was there. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but Sirius Black, but Sir Cadogan says that Sirius Black got into the. Into the Gryffindor common room, though. That's a good point, and I have a very strong answer for that that I will get back to. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that he that he's a reliable witness. No. I wouldn't trust Sir... Sir Cadogan? Yeah. And uh, we get more of Hermione 2.0. She's like... I'm trying to remember what they're doing. Oh, yeah. They're, uh, they hear about the thing with, with Buckbeak, and she's like, all right, let's just like break out of school. <laughs> like, Hermione, really? <laughs> she's like, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like this new Hermione. It makes me happy. Yeah. Because, um, you know, Harry heard there was going to be some killing, so he had to go down there and <laughs> check it out. <laughs> really? With an axe? Fascinating. <laughs> we should go to Port Hagrid, right? Everyone? Yeah? yeah. It's like a normal thing to do, it's right? It's going to bleed, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they go down and hang out with Hagrid before he's killed. It's a pretty sad scene. It is, yeah. but it's weird though because Scabbers just shows up. That's right. So he was inside the milk jug. Is that right? Am yeah. I understanding correctly? Yeah, how odd. Yeah, they found him inside one of Hagrid's milk jugs that he was going to feed to Buckbeak. I think Hagrid is trying to break the three of them apart so he can have greater control over Harry and manipulate him. Oh. And so he did that thing to like break Hermione and Ron apart. Hagrid stole and caught dissension. Mm-hmm. Oh, he stole Scabbers right. and like yeah. took a bunch of like orange. Um, Hairs, because Hagrid has a. Actually, does it? Isn't Hagrid a ginger himself? Uh, I don't Not remember. I mean, he's, I he's, he's got such hair. a like Scottish name that I thought he would. I think they said he has dark hair. Okay, but, but sure. still, I'm well, sure okay. he can get his hands on some orange. Right. Well, he, maybe this happened. Maybe Crookshanks did take Scabbers, but that's because Crookshanks is working for Hagrid. Crookshanks is working with that dog, and Hagrid is great with beasts. He's got all kinds of beasts. That's yeah. a good point. Maybe he has like a. a mangy cat and a scary dog also wait we've never seen the dog and Hagrid in the same place at the same time maybe Hagrid is the dog oh, yeah right They're bo- the, the dog is very big right big and shaggy you know who else is big and shaggy Hagrid, Hagrid. <laughs> that's right <laughs> it's true and, and you know Hagrid is the only person that has seen Harry Potter's fortune up close I don't know if the other people really caught him because he went with them to the oh, bank. That's right. We, the point. other people may not really realize how valuable this kid is. So yeah. maybe Hagrid is setting himself up to be, you know, Harry Potter's guardian. I mean, he's perfect. Like, he knows all the ins and outs of Hogwarts. He's got nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. Uh, got a whole lot to gain if he gets Harry Potter's fortune. He's mm-hmm. got a grudge against wizards. That is true. Because they've treated him like crap. Mm-hmm. Unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. And Harry Potter is like the one who saved all the wizards, right? Mm-hmm. And Harry Potter's just desperate for a father figure. And oh, yeah, so, so Hagrid's thinking, am I going to start taking over this kid or am I going to sit here in this cabin for the rest of my life? That's a good point. He needs a retirement strategy, right? I bet Dumbledore didn't even tell him to go get Harry in the first place. That's true. He probably just did it of his own accord. So. Yeah, yeah, he knew. He knew Harry Potter was coming back to Hogwarts and he's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to get in on some of that action there. That was a really good That was actually pretty good. Yeah. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was a great Hagrid impression. You want to try it again? Because I, I, I think you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. 
Uh, he said, I'm going to get in on that action. No, no, you should keep the first Yeah, the, I like the cockney. The <laughs> oh, I'm going to get out. No, no, yours is better. <laughs> pip, pip. <laughs> pip, pip, cheerio. I'm going to get in on some of that action. Bob's your uncle. It's <laughs> the way all, all English people talk, right? That's true. Yeah. Right. I have it on good authority from an English person I met once. England was, isn't a real place. Was that person a chimney sweep? <laughs> Yeah? Why? How'd you know? Chimney sweep are the happiest people. <laughs> Tim Chimney. It's true. Did you know that 43% of the male population of England are chimney sweeps? Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And the others are... Wizards. Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> Wizards or chimney sweeps. That's it. It's the only two jobs you can have. Yeah. Yeah. But they... It happens. I did not think the book beak was going down. Yep. But no, they, they're convicted in uh, animal court. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, they execute him. Yeah. No more Buckbeak. Yeah. So I don't think the students saw that coming. I don't think Harry Potter expected there to be any consequences ever. Mm-hmm. But I certainly didn't see it coming. This was, I, I think it was kind of a misdirection play by J.K. Rowling. Even though they've been saying, he's going to die, he's going to die. I just didn't think the books would go there. Yeah. So that was surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it for this episode of Muggles with Attitude. Next week, we're going to be reading the final chapters of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, chapters 17 through 22. I am Alice Sullivan. That's at Alice M. Sullivan on Twitter. I'm Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Mike Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at mwapodcast.com. Please share this with other people who you think will like this. Please give us good reviews. Please like us in real life. We're super likable. And please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash armadillo podcasting club, because we are armadillos. Until next time, finite podcast. podcast.